Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to try to wrap up our Homeschooling Today mini-series that we've been doing for homeschoolers. Uh, as well as we got lots of information for somebody who is not homeschooling for teachers and catechists and youth leaders, as well as we have information for those who may be surprised that they need to be homeschooling, perhaps due to another round of lockdowns this year. We don't know. But let's get right into it. I have a number of things to share with you. But number one is socialization and peer pressure. Now, a lot of people are hesitant to homeschool because, well, my kids won't be socialized. Well, kids will always be socialized. They're socialized by the people they are around. If children spend a good chunk of their time around their parents, they're socialized by their parents. But if children spend minimal time with their parents and lots of times with their peers, then they are socialized by peer pressure. I found something interesting in a publication I received called the Early Warning Report by Richard Mayberry. He's a kind of an interesting guy. I don't agree with everything he says, but he seems rather good at predicting uh, Mideast wars. And so I like reading on current events for his his expertise. But Richard Mayberry and his wife were both uh, public school teachers, and here's what he says. In our experience, this adolescent insanity is in fact caused by peer pressure in schools. And then he goes on to say this, out of the roughly 1,000 kids I taught, I doubt more than five could turn their back on the opinions of the crowds. Now, if you're a parent of a preteen or teen or a young adult, so you have experience, you know that peer pressure is often one of the primary drivers of various type of immoral behaviors, uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse. Uh, peer pressure isn't your friend. And what Mayberry is saying in his experience, he doubts more than five out of a thousand could turn their back on peer pressure. And even with that, there's a certain independence of thought. You know, we weren't meant to be cookie cutters. And so often in schools, you only get one view of things. And one of the things I really enjoyed in my seminary experience, my Protestant seminary experience, is that we were shown both sides of an issue and had to kind of wrestle and decide why one side was better than the other, but it wasn't by being ignorant of the other side. And it really brought to mind, since I'm talking about Richard Mayberry, you may or may not know that he's written a series of books for children that are very popular with homeschoolers. One in particular is entitled, 
whatever happened to penny candy? You know, penny candy isn't a penny anymore. You know, you get a mint after you have a nice meal and it costs you 25 cents. What has gone on? Well, the, the mints are not larger. Uh, the mints aren't have some new secret ingredient. It's due to a debasement of our money. And if children who are homeschooled, you don't have to be controlled thought. You can read things like Richard Mayberry's Whatever Happened to Penny Candy and get an alternative view of economics than it is commonly taught and assumed in public education right through the university level. Or my children are in high school. They read the very non-politically correct book entitled The Creature from Jekyll Island. Why is a dollar that's in my pocket right now worth 96% less than it was in 1913? Or to put it another way, why is a dollar in my pocket today worth only four cents or less compared to 1913? Well, it's due to the Federal Reserve setting up profit through interest to private bankers, which is probably the largest ripoff in human history of any nation, of any civilization on earth. And yet, just the vast, vast, vast majority of children and youth go through their education and have no idea of what's going on. So what I'm saying in through homeschooling, you can not perfectly overcome, but you can deal at a reasonable level with the influence of peer pressure, and not only peer pressure, but controlled thought. You can perhaps read a little bit outside the box and learn some things that could be really helpful in your life. Okay, that's number one, socialization and peer pressure. Number two, and this is exceedingly important, because I'm, I'm right now appealing to parents to pay attention. Just give me a minute or two here, but please pay lots of attention. You can be diligently sacrificing for years to provide your children a homeschool education, or you can do the same to be able to send them the financial sacrifices to a parochial school. But more influential in your children than teaching them Christian morality is teaching them a Christian world view. This is striking because those with a Christian world view have a much greater potential to actually follow through and live according to Christian morality. Those children Christian children, Protestant and Catholic, who are only taught Christian morality but don't have a comprehensive Christian worldview are much more likely to fall into a life of immorality as they hit the older teens and young adulthood. So how do you learn about worldview? I'm not going to do it today because I've already done an entire series on worldview. And if you're a parent, homeschooling, parochial schooling, public schooling, whatever. You do need to teach your children a worldview because it's often assumed that children get this, and that's a mistake. They have to be taught it 
as well as kind of just take it in from the air they breathe from the environment, the Christian environment that you're providing for them. But my series from Faith and Family Radio can be found a um, number of places, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and you know your local Catholic radio station, you can simply request to re-air the series. It was a very popular series. Some radio stations have already played it two or three times, and we can provide it to your local Catholic radio station free of charge. So that's something you need to get. Here, I'm just going to hit two things you need to get in worldview. I'm not even to expand on the topic, but just mention them. The first, children need to know where they come from, okay? And in most Catholic schools, they are taught theistic evolution. Now, the theistic in theistic evolution is only an adjective. It's really just a modifier over evolution, which is basically an atheistic theory that has been grossly outdated by modern biology and genetics. You just need to know that. A lot of those who are in their middle years or later years um, and don't really have access to modern biology are still trying to promote theistic evolution, and it's turning out to be a rather grand failure. If you listen to my Worldview series, you'll see exactly why in all the statistics, and it doesn't look good. Okay, What you want to promote is intelligent design because children need to know where they come from. And then secondly, children need to know where they're going. And I would say easily, you know, the hymns about the future life, by the future life, I'm talking about eternal life after the second coming of Christ. I will ask you, where will you spend eternity after the second coming of Christ? And somebody says, well, all of our hymns say it. We'll be up there with him in heaven. I'm sorry, we will not be up there in heaven with Jesus. The catechism says heaven is where Jesus is. And if you turn to the last couple chapters of the Bible, Jesus certainly isn't up there. He's down here on a new earth. And that has a fundamental world-shaping view of your future. If you think this is your only go-around on this globe, in this life, then St. Paul says you're going to live a life of dissipation. That's the only logical thing to do. But if you have a future life that isn't on a cloud in a non-bodied existence, well then you might as well get all the fun you can get now because it seems kind of boring what people are talking about. No, we're going to be on a new earth. Those are just two things, the beginning and the end. Those are like two points to be able to find where you are and navigate through life without taking detours. Worldview is more influential on behavior and morality than directly teaching morality. I'm not saying don't teach morality, but morality being taught without worldview is not working in today's world, all right? So, one, socialization and peer pressure, two, worldview, and I'm just basically giving you a little taste of worldview so you get going on it. All right, number three, we want to talk about Scripture. Do you know, there's a fundamental mistake being made by many 
otherwise very good Catholic catechism programs in Catholic schools. And here's the misstep. Youth are often taught about the Bible. Okay, now, what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. But the downside of simply teaching about the Bible is that so many places, they don't actually have the children exposed to the actual text of the Bible to any meaningful extent. In other words, you want first-hand contact with the Bible. Now, I know we've been in a kind of a well, not kind of. We've been in this lockdown during the coronavirus time, and many places mass was suspended. Well, it was nice to be able to watch mass at home through streaming. But is that as good as actually being at a mass? Of course not. And that's kind of like what it's like to have somebody tell you about the Bible, but not read the Bible, not have firsthand contact with the Bible. Let me share with you what I consider one of the most important sections of the Catechism of the Catholic Church as it relates to Scripture and as it relates to the spiritual formation of children. It says this, section 104, in the sacred books, the Father who is in heaven comes lovingly to meet his children and talks with them. Now, obviously, this isn't an audible voice you hear, but the catechism is talking about a personal, immediate, and direct connection with God through Scripture. You see, this is a way that we draw near to God, and God draws near to us. And when a child grows up and a teen lives through the teen years, knowing that the Father in heaven loves them and comes and reaffirms that personally to them, they are going to be much less inclined to join the 60% of Catholic youth who are raised in the church who are falling away or have fallen away. You want the immediate contact. Psalm 119 and verse 9 asks the question, how can a young man keep his way pure? Oh, it's seminars, expensive CDs, expensive books, but the Bible answers, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to thy word. Now, I want to share something with you that I think really, really, really belongs in the Catholic Church. It's going to sound to you like it doesn't, but believe me, it does. And I'm talking about scripture memorization. And somebody might say, well, Steve, Catholics don't memorize Bible verses. The Protestants do that. Well, it's true. You know, I've seen my grandchildren, when they lived out west, uh, they didn't have access to a good Catholic school, so they went to a good evangelical school, and they were learning scripture left, right, and center. Now, They've moved here, and they have a great Catholic school, and they're learning about the rosary, the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, the saints. I mean, wonderful things. But, you know, it's Catholic to put these two things together. It's not right <laughs> to remove the Scripture formation 
from other forms of spiritual formation. We want to put these together. And if you want Exhibit A, the Blessed Virgin Mary, when you know the Magnificat and her exclamation, her praise of God, it's straight from the books of Samuel. It was basically a New Covenant adaptation to Old Testament scriptures she had in her heart. And so if you want a good example, if you're Marian, you do scripture memorization. This is from, again, Psalm 119, verse 11. I have laid up thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, we're talking about education of children, homeschooling, and and teenagers and such, but boy, this applies to adults. This applies to me. This applies to you listening to me. If you're living in the 21st century, you need the word of God in your heart so that the multitude of ways that want to pull us away from him uh, don't succeed. I have laid up thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. St. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, okay? And this is, this is how it works. Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 15. And you know from childhood, from childhood, you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. This is St. Paul writing to St. Timothy. And these writings are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ. And all scriptures inspired by God, profitable for teaching. Why do we do Catholic teaching and not teach scripture? It's just bizarre, but this is talking about scripture, okay? For reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All right, let's get down to some nuts and bolts. Before you ask, and this would be my sincere request, before you ask a child to start memorizing scripture, get a good translation of the scriptures. And just to save a little bit of time, the New American Bible, which is very popular and a lot of people use with children's literature and such, it's not a great translation, and it's very poor for memorization. I'll just leave it at that. So what do you use? Well, there are now two alternatives. The first, very good, is the Revised Standard Version the Christian edition of that. It's called the RSV for the Revised Standard Version, CE for the Catholic edition of the RSV. A great translation, and that translation is used very widely in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. There's a lot of good scripture references for that. Ignatius Press makes some really nice uh, Bibles, I call kind of a perfect size, handy-sized Bible, both the complete Bible and the New Testament and Psalms, which an ideal for a young person to kind of carry around and have with them. And now, almost brand new, there is what's called the ESVCE. The ESV is the English Standard Version, the Catholic edition of this. And what's the ESV? Well, the ESV is a major update of the RSV. 
It's written in good, clear English, which makes it good for memorization. It's very faithful to the Hebrew and Greek uh, original translations of the Bible, original editions of the Bible. You know, a good translation, for instance, I know a, a bit of New Testament Greek. I should be able to look at an English translation and at least guess what's behind that in the Greek. There are some poor English translations, like it's just like, good luck, you'll, you'll never get back. And you want something close, you want something's accurate, and even the ESV, you want something up-to-date scholarship. For instance, um, taking advantage of the findings of the Dead Sea Scrolls and the biblical manuscripts that were found, just to fine-tune. And my guess, this is just a guess, but that, say, 50 to 75 years from now, the ESV is going to become very popular. The ESV CE, the Catholic edition of that, right now it's available through the St. Augustine Institute, and it's very readable, it's accurate, and it's memorizable. And I got flagged in my spell checker when I wrote memorizable, but I checked it with Webster's, and it is a word. It's a memorizable translation. So either the RSV CE or the ESV CE. Okay, now where do you start scripture memorization? I would suggest the Gospel of John. I have selected, I can't quite remember how many verses, maybe about, I don't know, maybe 16 to 20 verses from the Gospel of John. Uh, a number of these verses would be verses uh, shared with our evangelical friends, um, like the incarnation, God so loved the world, those type of things. But I also included things like John 6, where Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall not have life within you. So if you go to our dads.org store, in our shopping cart for 99 cents, you can download the scripture memory verses from the Gospel of John. And just as a bonus to our supporters, because we need supporters, um, if you've ever supported the Family Life Center with $1 or more anytime in your life, just then email askthehost at gmail.com and we will send you that list of memorizable memory verses from the Gospel of John. Now, when your children memorize a verse, it's very good to first say the book, the chapter, and the verse. So in other words, if I was gonna talk about for God so loved the world, I would say John 3, 16. John the book, three the chapter, 16 the verse. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. I say the book, chapter, and verse twice, the verse once. Okay? And here's a little thing you can do. Let's say you have a, a class, and uh, you give the children memory verses to take home and start working on them with their parents. That way their parents start learning scripture, the kids start learning scripture, and when they come back, you have Bible baseball. You set up a, a regular diamond, first, second, third, and home. You're the pitcher, and your pitches are the verses from your Gospel of John. 
and the child comes up the bat and either they can say the verse with the book, chapter, and verse, or they strike out. And you can have teams and kids, particularly boys love competition. It's just a way to get the Bible into their minds. Now, here's a word for parents and grandparents. I just emailed my friend Steve Ray to get a little background for this episode. And um, he has his grandchildren memorize the 73 books of the Bible and they need to be able to say them in 45 seconds or less. Steve Ray is radical. And then he gives them money. Like I would give my kids a buck, okay? Memorize the 73 books of the Bible in 45 seconds or less. And we have free books of the Bible bookmarks with all 73 books of the Bible listed. And your children can use this to help them memorize. And not only children, the people in your uh, adult classes and Bible study groups. They can use this to find books of the Bible and also memorize the books of the Bible. And again, if you ever donated to Family Life Center, just send an email to askthehost at gmail.com and let us know how many you want. If you've never been a supporter, then we simply ask you send us a self-addressed stamped envelope with enough postage to cover how many copies you want. Okay. Then the other thing you can do at home, moms and dads, is has what's called sword drills. The Bible's a sword of the spirit. Okay. And what you do is like you're at the table and you say, Psalm 23. And your kids have a contest. They have their Bibles there. And whoever finds Psalm 23 can turn to the page in their Bible. They raise their hand. You have first, second, and third. Like first, we'll get three Skittles, second, two, third, one. And you can do this M&M, Skittles, or whatever, but it's just a way of using the Bible bookmarks and be able to find their way around the Bible. And again, I talked to Steve, and he rewards his children and grandchildren for 50 cents a verse. And he says if it's a kind of a long, difficult verse, he'll give them a buck per verse. But they have to be able to recall that verse from memory at least a month later. So it's true memorization, true hiding the Word of God in their heart. So this is something very important because what you're doing is rooting children in the Scriptures. They become familiar with them. And again, not just, and again, you know, finding a book of the Bible is good, but delving into a book of the Bible, like the Gospel of John, is great. And saying a short prayer like, Lord, open my eyes that I can understand your word. And God will honor that. And the Father in heaven will come and share eternal truth with you. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 308 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.